realm and they will be part of the work that we would be doing. Consequently, because we are talking from the Bible, if we are going to develop a theology of godly rest, we need to follow the different dispensations of the Bible. And here is the framework that I will uh, try to share with you from. First, I will talk about what was rest at creation, when God created us. What happened at the fall? I'm giving you four uh, sessions, uh, or four, a framework of four aspects. So creation, the fall, redemption, which is the stage that we are in at, and glorification. We will focus more on redemption because that's where we are at. At creation, we see from the passage that we have read that God created everything, including mankind, on, I mean, in six days. And on the seven, uh, sixth day, that's when we were created. And I like making jokes about this, that God had created everything else. The last thing that he created is man. And therefore, because he had created animals, it's important for us to be eating nyamachoma. Some of you will get it tomorrow. <laughs> they came before us. Now, uh, God rested on the seventh day, and according to the passage that we have read, uh, verse 2, it says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. So the first thing to say is that when we rest, it is God-ordained and it is okay and it is important. If God rested, it's not because he got tired. According to Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31, God does not get tired. I think the difficult word is indefatigo. Ah, anyway, something like that. That God cannot get tired. I think he rested to give us, to give us a precedence and to teach us that we need to rest. And God ordained rest for mankind. It is not a sin to rest. And it says he blessed it and made it holy, dedicated to God. Because when we talk of holiness, holiness means that it is anything dedicated to God. The Bible is holy because it contains the word of God. We talk of a holy land because it is dedicated to God. We become holy because we choose to dedicate ourselves to God. And this day is holy of rest or was, uh, because it was dedicated to God. And God rested from all his work. Now, God had interludes that he created for us. We have a day. When he was creating, there was day and there was night. But there was a day, a full day, that is called the Sabbath, that we are supposed to rest. But not only the Sabbath. Those of you who have read the Bible, you will realize that God also ordered things in sevens so that the seventh year was called the Sabbath year. 
or the year that people should rest and the rest in that year is that you don't go to the shamba you don't plant you are meant to harvest what grew of itself maybe you are growing maize for the last six years there are maize be, uh, seeds that will fall in the ground they will germinate they will grow and on the seventh year god will give it then after you go cycles of sevens so seven times seven is 49 the last time i checked my mathematics uh on the 50th year so the 49th year was a seventh year of that cycle it was meant to be a year of rest the 50th year god called it the year of jubilee and he also said we should rest so that was a time of two years consecutively of resting if god went into all that trouble to communicate that there is need for rest we need to be careful to follow in line with that and he said the 48th year he would make sure that the production from the farms was enough to cover the 49th year and the 50th year but i couldn't go into all those verses uh the the year of jubilee is described in the book of leviticus i believe it's chapter 15 god created in an orderly manner uh, i jumped the gun when i talked about that earlier we will find that on the first day uh, he created the earth and the sun so that biologists tell us that sunlight is the source of life because it comes at the very beginning the second day we know he created the skies he separated the expanse of the skies from the land on the third day there were seas plants and trees on the fourth day there was the universe that's when he put the stars in their places on the fifth day uh, water creatures were created the birds and that is where chapter one would have helped us to see all this all the creatures and man were created on the sixth day man being the last one to be created then on the seventh day he completed his work and rested and we said rest should come after work after you have done your work god would later command sabbath for all the domestic animals so that in the book of exodus chapter 20 verse 8 to 11 i will not read them but you can note them and go and check that's where he says uh, through what we call the ten commandments the fourth commandment was that you will hold that day as dedicated to god and you will not work and all the domestic animals so even the cows the donkeys on that day they were just happy just rolling on the ground because they were not going to work god was interested even about that man was also created to enjoy hallelujah and steward the work of god he comes at last when god has worked that is to tell me that the intention of god is for us to enjoy god's work we are talking about the creation god's initial intention or rather god's intention from the beginning 
and that's why he dedicated that day for himself and for us to enjoy what he had done. He had created vegetation, there were stars. What were we coming to do? Just to enjoy, to eat, to drink, and Adam and Eve waliji enjoy. Lakini walituharibia. Tukiwa shika tutapika viboko kidogo. And God said that all he had done was very good. In the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse that one, the very last verse of chapter 1 actually states that what God had done was very good. So brothers and sisters, what we were called to is in this, if you are enjoying what God has done, we were also called in our rest to enjoy fellowship with God. We were created to be in communion with God because we were not created for work. Work came later. We were created to manage what God had created to enjoy fellowship. And that, maybe I'm jumping the gun, we will come to. So when Adam fell, which we call the fall, it resulted, so what was before that was godly rest. Okay? You asked me to speak about godly rest. That's what it was meant to be. After the fall, we find there was ungodly rest where God was left. And this is where we find that man oscillates between laziness and workaholism. Okay? So like a pendulum, we go to either extremes or somewhere to one side, rarely do we find the balance. With respect to rest, very few find the balance. We either go to one side and when we change, we move to the other side. You have seen the pendulum, the way it moves. Eh? So you may be moving very slowly and trying to keep at the center, but at least most of us, if not all of us, are like that. And therefore, we never enjoy the perfect rest that God created for us. This resulted in lack of work-life balance, as we say. And therefore, we find that there is laziness in the world. And God does not commend, does not in any way recommend that we be lazy. In fact, in the book of 2 Thessalonians 3.10, the B part, it says if you are lazy, you should also do what? Send your stomach into hibernation so that it doesn't eat. It says, if you are lazy, let the, he that does not work, let him not eat. Why? Because he knows that there are some people who are lazy. But the other extreme is the workaholism. And let me just say that there are some of us that are tempted to go in that direction. Because we know laziness is bad, we go to the extreme where we never rest. And it is not just those who don't know God that go to that extreme. You need to read the book of 1 Kings chapter 19 
verse 1 to 9, I will again not read. It tells the story of a person called Elijah. Elijah gets to a place of having overworked and he is depressed for having overworked. And in that, if you read the story in the chapter, you will find that God, because he's a merciful God, comes to help Elijah. And how does he help him? He tells him sleep. He allows him to sleep. And God sends an angel. And the angel comes and says, Elijah, amka, kula. And he eats, and the guy goes back to sleep. I mean, then he's woken up again, eat again, and he eats and he sleeps. Have you read that chapter? Some of you have read. Hands up, eh? I'm just over. Go and read it. It's interesting. The guy eats, sleeps, eats, sleeps. And then he's told, you are going to go on a long journey. And when he is getting there, he's angry with God. Even Christians get angry with God. And he is telling God, I would, bet, I would rather be dead than serving you. In any case, the people that I have you know, been trying to help, they are not helpable. Uh, this, is, this is my language. It's not in the Bible. You'll not find those. I'm just interpreting. And he also says, I am not better than those guys who, uh, who died before me. And he gets into a state of depression. Why? Because of lack of rest at the right time, at the, uh, at the right place. But I want you to take note that when you are coming from a situation like that, sleep is important, good food, because this food was from, I think it must have been made by an angel. Let me not say it was from heaven, but uh, it was made by an angel. I don't know whether the angel passed by somebody's shamba and took some maize and boiled it with beans and added greens there like some people I know who mix everything, mash together and they say everything is helpful and you put it together. Why do you separate maize and beans, put them aside and mix up? mash everything together. In any case, when they meet in the stomach, I don't think the stomach says, meat ka pandehu, na nyinyi mboga, skumawiki ka, ama ugali ka to the bottom. No, everything is mixed. I think that's the philosophy of those people. I will not tell you who they are. But I know them. And I have seen them. Hallelujah. Good food that the angel gave. And he was also given water. And water is precious. Water is special. It's better than the soda and all the juice that you take. I know when I was in the university, we used to visit sisters because there, ah, you live in different days. Sorry, I forgot. In our days, we used to get money. We were paid to be educated. We were given something we called boom. And uh, therefore, we were moneyed. But it was also a problem. I am digressing. You are understanding. Eh? But it's important sometimes to have this history. Because of that, we were not very innovative. You have money. See, they say necessity is the mother of invention. I find when I go to university, you guys are very innovative. You are very creative. You think of things that you can do to make... Okay. See, some people are not very happy about me talking. In my year in the university, the years in the university, Nairobi University, uh, 
The only person I knew who was doing anything to, to, to make money was a man who was having a camera so he would take photos and charge us. You know, the, not the digital ones. This was as a money analog. But these days, I come to campus, all sorts of things happen anyway. I will not go there. So the fall caused that crisis. Then we go to the third situation of redemption, where God is still calling us to godly, to godly rest and work. Christians are God's work of transformation on the way back to Eden. There was a song that we used to sing, back to Eden. And that's where we are. We got lost because of the fall. Now God is taking us back to his original intention because God never gives up on his plans and his intentions. We should be like God. We should be endeavoring to enjoy and to work like God. And therefore, we pursue that. We are not perfect, but we go towards that direction. That's why in the Bible, you will find verses like this one that says, All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Another verse, that is Proverbs 14.23. Another verse is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 22. The A part says, There is nothing better for a man than to enjoy his work. Again, Ecclesiastes 5.12, it says, The sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether he eats little or much. Those verses are em emphasizing the need for work and also where it says the sleep of a laborer, it means also the rest that of a man who has worked hard or a laborer that has worked hard. It is sweet, it is even blessed, I could say that, of God. In the New Testament, because I know some of you may just challenge me and say that's all Old Testament. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 says that if you do not work in such a way that you provide doesn't use the word work, but in interpretation of mine. If you do not provide for your family, you are worse than an unbeliever. If you read the King James, it says an infidel. If you do not provide. In other words, there is expectation that we will still work, but we will also rest and provide for our families. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24 tells us also about work that we should work with excellence it says whatever you do do it with all your might as unto the Lord in other words you can work in a manner that is dedicated to God work as if you are serving God so whether it is like our sister here who is taking my video thank you very much for your excellence. May God bless you. May he increase you. May he open opportunities for you for the good thing that you are doing. And also the people that are projecting. They are listening keenly and projecting the verses for you so that you can see that I am not lost in what I am saying. And what I am saying is actually in the Bible. May the Lord also bless you. Hallelujah! 
and for you that are listening quietly and listening keenly so that you can learn and have value added to you even you you are going to be blessed amen so whatever we do actually it says in what so even when you are speaking should be excellence when you are speaking like a preacher when you are speaking like in singing when you are and it says in word and deed so even those who play the drums those who play the bass guitar those who play the lead guitar those who play the keyboard whatever you do bana sifiwe do it as unto the lord in other words do it in line with what is god's will don't overdo it do it well amen that tells me that what god had instituted from the beginning that is the sabbath for example and the physical rest that he had set you know in motion should serve as an object lesson for all of us to be reminded what we are called to jesus when he comes to reveal the character and the nature of god and what god expects of us he tells us in the book of matthew chapter 11 verse 28 come to me all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest i like the king james rendition of it it says come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest in other words there is work but you should not be overladen but this one is with respect to spiritual you know life those that have fallen that are living under the burden of the fall come unto me and i will restore you to the original plan of god that verse can be used to refer to that that jesus is inviting us to go back to what god had originally intended for mankind consequently we are warned because jesus came to restore we are warned in the book of hebrews chapter 4 verse 11 let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example their example of disobedience they are referring to the people of israel that they had disobeyed god but those of us that hear this message about godly rest should be restored to god so that we can be on the path towards what we are meant to be experiencing back to eden brothers and sisters no and those and men and brethren men and brethren those of you who have not yet known the lord we do not stand here and tell you that we are saved meaning that we are perfect what we are saying is that we have taken the road towards the direction that god expects of us we have resolved to walk with god so that we can be restored to the perfect rest and that's why we have a hope a hope that will not be deferred a hope that will not be denied because the one who has promised us is true and he has told us you need to orientate yourself towards god some of us can be very close if we said this was god's domain you could be close to god but your orientation is away from god 
but you could also be very far so let me put it this way a person who is here but he is not yet orientated to God may be doing many things that look okay from the human perspective he looks okay but there could be somebody who was lost very far away but he is orientated to God and he is moving towards God so maybe he was a drug addict maybe he was lost but he's moving towards God and that's what we are saying tonight that if we want to know the true rest of God orientate ourselves let's take the compass that takes us in the direction of God and there is where true godly rest can be found as it was in the garden of Eden where our father and our mother started off our ancestors as we would say how do you achieve this strive to follow the precedence that was set turn to god the work that was done at the beginning was planned it was thought out uh, or thought through work that resulted in order i am repeating myself some of you are, 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 are learning to be every one of us is learning something but especially let me use the architects when they build a house they don't start digging you know trenches and saying we are going to build first they sit down and plan and in the same way we need to sit down and plan our work so that we know where we will start where we will finish where the windows will be and all that but also in our lives where we will end up with and we use the scriptures as our guide we have the the blueprint before we start anything else we have the blueprint of god which we can accept or we refuse what i am talk, calling you to my brothers and sisters is to work smart rather than work hard there are people who work hard but they don't work smart because they don't plan and many times i used this phrase or i learned this phrase from somebody who was teaching us something on marketing done many things in this life and he told us there are people who work hard with a slasher like this but the people who work smart hold something else like this do you get it yeah what they play golf the others with a slasher and that's where i got the the phrase working smart and working because the person playing golf usually has sat down and thought through and has put his money somewhere where it is working for him now we as christians are also smart workers we have already come to the savior and we have told him we are incapable of doing that which will get us back to the original plan so lord take charge forgive us our sins and walk with us and he has said when we do that he will never leave us he will never forsake us and he will ensure that things are okay and that's why sometimes we dance and people think we are crazy that's why sometimes we shout because we are assured that it shall be well in the final analysis so it's important for us to work 
hard spiritually but and smart rather rather spiritually but also in the world that we are living in and i try to think what does a christian student uh student's life look like and i and i remember something that we used to teach when i was in focus which has the acronym seas seas of oceans eh magic seas s e a s and the first one is spiritual work we are called to the spiritual work of prayer bible study and service and people are serving right now in this place and we are called to do that i know you have bible studies and i know you are involved in the word and also prayer spiritual i will not expand too much you are sharp people e may not be major for you but it is referring referring to economic work you need to work so that you can earn something and some of you already are doing very well i know that's not the major focus for a student i'm sure but there are some that are doing that to to ensure that uh life continues three the a i think is what is most critical here is your academics i know you're christians but you are here because of academics yes the spiritual life could be carried out even out there but you are here to pass your exams and should you neglect your your studies then you will suffer the consequences choices have consequences and the academics mean that you will be in class when you are supposed to be there there will be private study that you need to do and you will do that but finally the final s is that you have a social life and it's important for you to relate with others bwana asifiwe hallelujah open your eyes watch and pray <laughs> hallelujah yes i see some people are getting it the others we will help you it is part of social life and god created it that way that we will see the other people and somehow there are some hormones in our bodies that will be aroused and we will start realizing ayya god created some wonderful people <laughs> and they are not like me <laughs> are you getting it so you start visiting we used to say you start generally general socialization then you go towards specialization so you are in a group of brothers and sisters then you focus nimeona nimeshika you sharp people nyinyi ni watu sharp this time for recreation this time for entertainment socially and this is where also rest so how do you do these things all these things you know there are some things we do in life and we learn from them when i was in high school i did eight subjects maths chemistry physics biology in my school you had to do all this geography you had to do english english language and english literature i had to do swahili what else did i forget 
Okay. Do say it at least I remember. Yeah? The Swahili was optional. That's why I'm not very good in Swahili. But that's okay. So, what my teachers did that has helped me in life is that they made something called a timetable. I thought it is not significant, but later upon reflection, I realized that that timetable was very helpful because it said you will do much from this time to this time. And in life, that's how you organize your life. Plan. We call it plan or a budget for your time. So you say, at this time I am in class. At this time I will be in the Christian Union. At this time I will go for visits. I will go for a mission. Because you have planned for those things. Because when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And when you plan and have that timetable, I hope you are seeing the connection between a timetable and the plan. Because a timetable is a plan. It is the one that allows you to plan for physical rest. It's the one that tells you, I need to be asleep at this time so that my intellectual capacities are not affected because of lack of sleep. Hallelujah. I am talking in the season of redemption where Jesus has come and he is taking us back to where we are supposed to be. Jesus will help us with the spiritual, with the things that we can't do for ourselves. But the things that we can do for ourselves, he will not do. Don't even pray. The things that we can... When he raised Lazarus, my sister, eh? Did he untie the cloth? Have you read that passage? Yes. When he said, Lazarus, come forth. Nobody could have said that and Lazarus come to life. But when Lazarus came jumping, because he was tied with those, because that's how they used to tie them, like mummies, they said, untie him. In other words, I will do what is my portion to do, but I expect you to do what is your portion. There was corporate, you know, uh, there was cooperation between, the, between Jesus and the people. And it is the same principle that is at work even today in our lives. God expects you to do what is your portion. And I have given you a portion. It is to understand what are the things that I need to do put them in order, present them to him in prayer, so that also the devil doesn't interfere and cause you to be unbalanced. Work-life balance. And in this way, we will keep going. That will keep on changing depending on the season of life that you are living in. I still have to have a timetable. I still have to manage my time. I am able to come here in Jake Watt because I had been invited and I scheduled this in my diary. My diary is not material anymore, uh, digital sasa. But it is here. I put it there so that I don't put something else. And I'm saying it is the same thing that is expected of you. Finally, there is hope that one day we will get back to 
where we started off as a human being as human beings and that's the the phase that we call the glorification and that will be the total recovery of what was lost in eden at that time according to the book of revelation chapter 21 verse 3 god's dwelling will be among us just like it was at the beginning so think of it like it is a portion of the sine wave the sine wave goes up and down sindio just cut one place here at the top and another place at the top and you will see here is adam and eve they were at the top because of the fall it went down we will hit the rock bottom and then jesus came and he started lifting us up and we are climbing to get back to where we were the only difference is this when jesus gets us there we will not go down again we will not be like the sine wave just a portion do you get it a curve okay a bow bakuri you you get it you know you are looking at me as if i'm not communicating so that's why i'm trying to speak like that that at one point you are high my sister okay let me talk to you because you're the camera you are the top then you go down as you're going down it is the consequences of the fall at the bottom jesus steps into our space and he starts redeeming us giving us wisdom and we will go back to the top where there is total and complete recovery of what made us to go down and that's where we are going so i have said this that although we are on the way to recovery those who are on the way to recovery are only those who have put their trust in jesus and godly rest we experience in part while we are here but the perfection is when jesus will have established his kingdom on earth those who have refused to accept him you will never know what total uh, uh, total and godly rest is but god offers it free of charge that hope that that orientation he can do it for you today let us pray Your word O Lord is sharper than a double edged sword and it is able dear Lord to discern 